0: Keep you in the dark, you know they are. Pretend.
1: Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him, the internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. Moves up and takes the lead, but Mr. Brightside's challenging. Mr. Brightside up to Alligator Blood. Cascadian late, Mr. Brightside in front. Mr. Brightside has won the mile from Cascadia and the Inevitable. He's three on duty eternal. Then came Namur. Next in there is to Soul rush But it's golden 60 for Hong Kong. Four on voyage bubble. That's not a whip. That's a wand. That ride from Vincent is magic. Golden 60. Zaki joined by Animo who looks Destiny in the face at the 150. Animo takes the lead from Zaki. Alligator blood. i thunderstruck. But it's Animo clear. i thunderstruck late this time for the Big A. What a tremendous struggle, Monaco. Wiggs down the middle. Kings will dream at the 100th getting desperate. Now Wiggs is done.
2: Hey and welcome back to the Racing Previews podcast. We have the Group One Black Caviar Lightning Stakes this Saturday, well tomorrow at Flemington, and we are very excited. Bot and I have only just surfaced. We're recording here on a Friday morning. I might sound a bit raspy, but you know what? Got to enjoy yourself. Bot, how would you enjoy the uh, Betfair Autumn Racing launch last night?
3: No, it was good. But you've woken me up at about four hours prior to my wake up time in the morning, but um, no, it was good last night. Those sort yeah. of events are Nico's thing because
2: he's the one that chews people's ears off, but. Um, I think it was a six o'clock start. Yeah. Um, and you know, when it's a six o'clock start on the invite, you usually get there about 6.30, 6.45. Nico was there hard on 6 p.m. And he's going, where are you boys? I'm by myself. <laughs> Oh, it's just so typical. Um, yeah. But no, nah, it was a good night. Free yeah. booze. Thanks to Betfair. Free, free, fruit, free food. food. was good too. I oh, it was unreal. Yeah. Unreal. Uh, I, I filled up. Um, they had Kat Coleman. And it was funny. They had Kat Coleman as a guest speaker. Um, and she... <laughs> she. <laughs> I think she had the $3.80 favorite at Pakenham. Scorsese. And Scorsese. And she also had Rampant Lion at $12 engaged as well. And she said, back Scorsese, everyone. I ended up backing both, being a mug, and Rampant Lion comes charging down. The outside wins. The um, other Coleman. Yeah. <laughs> and Tommy Haylock introduced her as <laughs> Catherine Moody. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, it was a great night. Um, good to catch up with some of those guys again. And for the listeners who are wondering why we we're there, we, we, just because of these um, the Betfair watch lists we're doing at the moment, we're it's not a partnership or anything like that, but we are working with them to a a certain degree. And if things go well, then hopefully you'll see some of our tips up on the Betfair app in the future. Mm. All right, but anything else to speak on? Oh, really? It was a fun night. And, um, yeah. Thank you, Betfair for inviting us, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, we have a bit of a running joke that will doesn't wake up early in the mornings and, um, it's not just a joke. It's true because uh, he's struggling here with the 8 a.m. wake up. Um, I've got a star lineup here. The punters won't be able to see, but I've got one Hydrolite, one Powerade, and uh, one instant coffee. So Yeah, I've got a coffee right here as well. <laughs> that, should, that should get me through. All right, let's go to Flemington. Uh, rail is in the, what are we doing, four-meter position?
4: Mm.
2: Let me just get this up. No, it's true. It is rail true. Uh Flemington good for at the moment, expecting very fair conditions. Um one thing I need to improve on is wind. So I went and looked at it. It is sorta of a southwesterly and it's only about fifteen kilometers, which is sorta of against them up the back straight. So so sorta of a headwind for the leaders. Um, but I don't think it's going to be significant enough for it to have a, a massive effect on races, but it is just something I want to really improve my game on. So if you're a wind expert and I sound like an absolute nuffy, then that's fine. Have a go at me, but message me and I need to improve on it. So that's what we're doing. Southwesterly, 15 kilometers an hour on Saturday. So that's a crosswind when they're rounding the home straight and sort of in their face, Uh, up the back side so wind's only really too relevant when it's like 25 to 30 it's not 15 yeah i wouldn't have thought it it was not um it's not the end of the world yeah no 15 shouldn't have too much of an effect on the races i wouldn't have thought Mm. race one border you're keen here um and tab have just decided to the prices have just completely wiped from this race. But anyway, it's a two thousand meter benchmark eighty four. I'll go to sports bet for the prices. Aramco is two dollars ten. Star Vega is into three dollars ninety. Al Soleado is four fifty and I'm not gonna say this the Cindy Alderson horse, seven dollars. Don't know how to say it.
3: Yeah, it was this is a nice race because the favorite Aramco has been well backed and I understand why it's a lightly raced horse. That won by a big margin last time. But it was a quite a heavy um rousing run bias last time at Flemington and it sort of the pace was even and it sort of kicked away and and it's got formalized through Star Vegas. Star Vegas coming through a race two weeks ago where it was another it was a non-paced day that day as well and it was the sections were strong and it's always it's always given the indication that once it gets to 2,000 meters it's gonna really take the next step and um, I think it can here. Uh, it's a small field, so it'll settle last. But it's only going to be two or three lengths off the off the leader, Aramco. And I think it's a really nice bet. I think it should be favourite over Aramco. Um, yeah, uh, just putting it simply. And uh, Damien Lane, he's airborne for the last twelve months, but the last fifty, he's he's had a quiet couple of weeks. So, um, I don't know. It might be just to be a bit of um reverting to the mean and he might be about to hit a bit of a cold patch but and the, the other thing is that the horse is um 28 days between runs so the market might take a little bit of a set against it late and i think star vega might be the one they they really come for just off the just off the splits and getting into 2000 meters i think he in time he might be a good like a really nice 2400 meter horse so star vega for me in the in the first i think it is the right way to start the day
2: at Flemington. yeah i could probably end up coming with yeah it's, it's it's interesting he's had four runs at 1800 but he hasn't yet gone to 2000 so mm.
3: he's been running all be over close. them late like at the at those two runs at Sandown were massive and and then he went to to caulfield and started six dollars in the market um yeah i think he just should be he, de- he deserves to be um
2: just about favorite, I reckon. Yep. All right, agree. Let's go into race four. Uh, I know I sound like horseshit punters, but so would you if you were drinking free drinks last night. <laughs> yeah. It is a benchmark 84 over the mile. Circle of Fire, a talented import comes over here. First Australian start is $3.90 favorite from Who Dares, $4. Obviously, runs ran second to Jimmy Starr last start. Up and under, $6. Another import. Magnus Spin, $8. Balsuvar, $8. Greenbelt is $9. Uh, Nico is having a bet on this horse again. He's following up, which surprised me a bit, but he wanted us to mention that. But I'm interested in who you are backing.
3: This is a, a good race because you've got two horses in the market that the market doesn't really necessarily have a, a handle on. So you could, you could be way off market here. And I'm way off mark with one of them. The other one I'm sort of there or there about. I think up and under, um, 650 is rock bottom. It might be. It might end up being the best horse in this race by so far. It's not even funny, but it's drawn fourteen here. It's going to go all the way back at a distance, short of its best. I think I couldn't get it anywhere near that price. Um, and Circle of Fire, obviously, like this, this is a horse that uh, was running around and like he ran second to oh, uh, Castle Way. I think I think that's in an English Derby lead up. Military order—that's oh, an English order. He started three eighty in a in a, an English derby. Um, later, military order is a dayar's full brother, um, and started nine dollars versus Gregory. So, regardless, he, he's got he's got real form, and it and it's not necessarily like he's a three thousand meter plotter. Like this is a progressive. Would he be a three year old? Or I don't know. I think he'd be a three year old. Three year old. That's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Alpin is talented too, like just as talented as what um uh what's called Circle of Fire is um same sort of form like it, it ran in an English derby, started thirty to one in an Irish Derby, sorry. Um But it just first up um six hundred metres, I think that there's not gonna be much intent. And I think the horse with intent is um sorry, is fuck it, can you tell it's nine o'clock in the morning? Um <laughs> Who Dares? Yeah, Who Dares is the one I think It'll go straight to the front. Sixteen hundred meters. It was, I think it's the first time it's ever been to the the mile. And mm. it was a really strong end of fourteen hundred metres. I think sixteen hundred will be fine. I think it was set up on speed. There's not a there's there's pace, but I think they'll sort their their positions out quite quickly. Um I don't I don't think they'll go too quickly, and I think I think he's just he's in a he's in a vein of form at the moment, and I think he might be just Uh, at at this point in time in this run I think he might be just a little bit too good and and might be able to just just beat them even even if they are a whole lot better than him and they're running all over him late but I think he might be just too good for him
2: yep I thought his run last start was enormous he was posted wide and he was doing a fair bit of work out there um, there at Caulfield and I know all the rage was about Jimmy Starr and fair enough, he ran all over him and he was a good winner. But who dares sat in that death spot, like second and wide and working? And it wasn't like they were walking. They still went five above to the six hundred and he was only beaten a touch over two lengths, beat the rest of the field easily, and he started solid five dollars, second favourite. Um, splits with well two. Yeah. Well like, it wasn't like he was folding up. He was
3: he was like strong through the line. He wasn't he wasn't folding up at
2: all. Yeah, and with a better run, potentially he finishes a, a little bit closer to Jimmy Starr, who was a dollar fifty later in the day and inside single figures in an all-star mile. So it's a mm-hmm. it's a decent line. Yeah. All right, race five. Uh, the first real feature it is the Francis Tricity Stakes over fourteen hundred meters, Group Three for the fillies and mares. Wishlaw Lass gets complete control here, $2.90 favorite in front from Revolutionary Miss, five fifty, dollars Fame Flame, five fifty, 50 Vagrant, $7.50, Running By, $7.50, and Foxy Frieda, $9.00. What were your thoughts on this race?
3: My thoughts are Summer Wild is absolutely airborne. His last 50, he's going at 28%. Um, his 50, uh, 14 from his last 50, 28%. Medium price six fifty four wins versus expect one uh, point four four wins versus expected. Um, he's airborne at the moment, and I want to back Wishlaw Lass. I think we get better. I think we get 350, 340, 320, whatever. I think he's a she's a two eighty sort of chance, and yeah, I think I think she, like you said, she gets complete control. There's not much speed here. Um, a lot of these are resuming, and I think she'll she'll lead and lead quite comfortably um i don't think that they'll go too quickly and she if he, she runs to her rating which I, I i don't see why she wouldn't given there's not a whole lot of speed she's not going to cut much pressure i think she runs her rating she's she is extremely that I, I, I don't i don't see what unless revolutionary miss runs to her complete best or treasured star somehow resurrects herself i think if she runs the rating, then, um, or well, Foxy Frieda does something special first up, but she's probably going to go back from the ish barrier. I, I just, I just think she's a a nice enough bet. Like, there's probably not much edge in the price right now, but I think I can't see it starting to two eighty. Like, I, I'm sure you get
2: three three fifty on the day. I think two eighty is a nice bet. Is there any knock on her form being only fresh first up? Like, she got better as the campaign went on last preparation but her fresh form did include a four first up at 1300 meters at Sandown, and then she only i don't know know, like she actually did she did spank him second up but Mm. it is benchmark 70 level
3: yeah i think that was more circumstantial than anything that was they went really slowly in those in the first up race with no intent um she won't be ridden like that this this time i think this is the Last prep was the let's get a rating up, and let's win a couple of nice races. I think this is the prep where she's really gonna establish herself in the the real group Phillies um, races. I think she'd want to start winning here. I think so. I think I think she so her her rating third up is what I've priced her off here. So I think I think she'll she'll she will, like if she runs the rating she did first up last prep she she's no hope here. But um, I think she'll she's more more likely to run her third up rating. And, and if she runs her fourth up rating, well, she might win by
2: like four lengths. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I can't knock it. I've had two all all in bets though. The first of those is on Foxy Frieda. Took a, uh, $11. Um, I just think it's going to be a, a good bet come this time sort of tomorrow because her Flemington form, her 1400 meter form is all very good Uh Sometimes she might take a a few starts to get right into gear, but I thought her trial was fine. She's not a flashy, flashy trial horse, and I just think she's going to sit off here and produce that big turn of foot in a slowly run race, which I don't think is any issue for her at all. She probably produces some of her best races off, off slow run races, and, yeah, her fresh form is actually fine. She's seven starts, two wins, and two seconds, so... Billy Egan gets the best out of her. I was happy to have something on her. And I've also backed number 10, Eternal Flame, at $13. I uh, can thank Trav Noonan for this one. Um, put it out on his Patreon service. Go go, give that a, a follow and subscribe. Subscribe to The Six Days as well, of course. But uh, I'll, I'll give Trav a shout out because I probably wouldn't have seen this $13 if it wasn't for him and Nico. Um, yeah, the 13s looks a really good bet. This man was outstanding last start. Off a of fast tempo, she absolutely obliterated him. Uh, the late strength in that race was awesome. And I know she, gump, she comes to a slowly run race here, but she's third up. She has the the match fitness on him. She draws beautifully for Ethan Brown in five. So she also gets a few kilos off, but from a ratings perspective, she probably needs it anyway. But, yeah, I was happy to back them too, and I'll probably end up saving on Wishlaw last, or maybe for a smaller result. Hmm. Yeah. Alright. Race number six. Up race six, the tab vanity. It is group three for the three year old Phillies, fourteen hundred metres. Molinickers is three dollars sixty, infatuation four twenty. Donegal, seven dollars. Uh Legica, eight dollars. That sounds good enough to me. And Grinsing Aloysia's about, little girl. Twelve dollars.
3: It's by Aloysia. No, Not right?
2: really. Um are you betting here, or I am? I'm keen on two horses. Uh, back Donegal at fifteen dollars and four dollars sixty the place. Yes. Uh, another Patreon tip, thanks Trav. Um, yeah, I just couldn't believe this was probably one I, I, I would have spotted anyway, but I just couldn't believe the all-in price for this horse. She is unbeaten three out of three. She's an American pharaoh filly for Cormor. And she gets Mark Zara going on for the first time, who just consistently improves horses. Um, her last start win at Sandy Allen, I know the form might not be anything special, but she towered them up, really. That was over 1,300 metres. She takes the logical step to 1,400 metres. And she just looks like she's got plenty of improvement uh, in her. And I was more than happy to to take those odds. But I also will be backing Molly Nickers. I've taken $4.00 um i think you might even get it with the map which looks awkward from barrier two but she's the best horse in this race on exposed form by an absolute mile i would have thought she was awesome in a flight stakes at the end of last preparation got into a bit of a, a horror spot and should have finished closer probably should have finished a lot closer to charm stone in the atlantic jewel at the valley and then her prior form at Corfield is outstanding so she's a very good horse um and she's probably the only horse in this race that you would say has the Group 1 runs on the board. So I was happy to back both of them. I thought number one, Infatuation, has a little bit of a task coming across from Barrier 12 and wanting to find the lead, and it is a bit of a control freak. So that's the query there.
3: Yeah, it was on pace at the last start at um, Randwick or Rose Hill. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was on pace that day and. In- fast track and it kept kicking but with the, wind, the wind was still good but yeah the horse i want to back here is sparkling who i backed last um wednesday and was off the map late and got beaten by warlords um but that was pace related and i think they went really slowly it was it was essentially a 400 meter sprint and um i don't think that suits her at all i think up that she she can go straight to the lead here on the backup, and I think if I think a fast pace might just like really suit her, um, like thirty to one, like I think it's a great bet. I think, like if she if she even runs to have performed two back, I think she's more like a, a fifteen to one chance, and yeah, I um, I, yeah, infatuation, I agree with you. I can't get it that short, um, and I want to back Molly Nickers, but like at what point? Like I don't know. Like maybe if I get four fifty five dollars i think the market might be against it it's already been a three percent drifter but where um, else do they go yeah well maybe they're back infatuation maybe uh, donegal logica isn't logica who's um Aloysia's daughter um Aloysia was a really good filly uh if she, it, they might back her she's got some nice splits and yeah uh, well yeah i don't know what where else they look but yeah, Cath Coleman says last night Molly Nickers has improvement to come and they're going to go all the way back here. But yeah, I, I love what she did last last preparation. She
2: also tipped the favorite they ran <laughs> yeah. sixth. Ma- maybe <laughs> she just got horse. no idea. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, but she she went twelve to sixteen hundred meters in a strong run race and was the fastest closer in the the flight stakes. And she started spare, spare SP six dollars there. So. Um I think she's obviously the, the best horse in the race, if she will be in time. But it's just a, a case of how far are they can get back to how forward is she do they actually want to be the win here. Um and it might be just infatuation stealing from the front, but I really don't want to take four dollars to find out. So if anything, I might just back sparkling um at thirties, forties bet fair on the day. If Lajika gets out to sort of fourteens, I'll probably back it and um if Molinicus gets out to four fifty-ish 480, and then I'll probably start to think about it if she's there from a the yard. So if you, if you can get yard information, I think that might be crucial for Molly Nickers. But regardless, they're going to go back. So you hope that um, it's fair at Flemington and um, pace is even to strong so you can so it can run on. But um, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if Molly Nickers runs a new peak here. She, she just seems like a filly that um, has been somewhat unsuited but still put down some ratings that are really
2: strong and she might just go bang here. Yep. Yeah. Beautiful. All right, let's go to the CS Hayes Stakes. My voice is improving more and more as this podcast goes on. It is a Group 3 over 1,400 metres, and it is for the three-year-old Colts and Geldings, one of the final lead-ups before the Australian Guineas in two weeks' time. King Colorado is $3 favourite from Otago, $4.40. Riff Rocket is first up off the Derby win, $7. Vedad, $9.50. Run Harry Run, $11. And Hey Fat Cat, $11 also first thing we have to touch on with this race is the omission of step Arty, who was going to run but he has pulled up with a bit of an issue during the week so that's very disappointing uh, and we'll get to people wanting to abuse me for losing money on that <laughs> horse later on but yeah what are your main thoughts on this race i thought it is a little bit up in the air now with some of these maps and the speed and intent
3: yeah, I think this might be my best bet of the day for Dad because I think this horse is just not a derby horse. It was always going to be a 1,400-meter-miler, high-pressure, just roll to the front and just just run them into the ground sort of horse. And I thought if you look at the, the King, uh, the Caulfield Guineas, I thought his, his run was if not better than King Corrales, it was a King Colorado's, it was a, if not, it was probably just as as good like it was just pretty much the same sort of run and, and they didn't use his greatest asset like if he if he went forward he's every chance of beating Griff in the um like Griff, Griff won the the guineas because it went forward it was still a good win but like let's be honest here, he's not winning the, the guineas if he goes back I think if a dad goes forward in the guineas he's like he, he probably should have beat him
2: it was a clear rails, rails bias that
3: day uh, the dad was
2: in the guineas when Griff won it was a rails bias at Caulfield
0: yeah,
3: yeah, it was on pace anyway. It was a slow sort of, slowly run race too, so it didn't didn't help. And and then he went to the Vars and and the Derby. Obviously he didn't stay, but um, like off the off the start stakes run, like and the other thing you got to factor in that's his first preparation. Like he's every chance of completely jumping out of the ground. And and some people might say, well, he's coming off a Derby. Like yeah, that might have busted him. Like I I don't think that's a thing. I think it's just derby horses are just generally slow and they're just their format of derbies is not good it's not because the derby bust them it's just because the derby the derby horses are just slow but i don't think this, this horse is slow you saw it at the start stakes he start he was completely off the map i think they opened him like eight dollars he started four dollars 18 betfair sp and if he if i don't think if it was if it wasn't at mooney valley i think he he probably belts griff and the format of that is looks pretty good since Griff won the guineas and autumn angel won the um wait I want to know it's not the Wakefuls. the um uh yeah, the talking. Caulfield 2000 meter race to beat tropical squall but um it, I think Verdad probably first three in run and yeah I kink I, I don't even think there's there's much like I, I don't think 320 King Colorado is a bad price either so I'm against Otago and I'm against Roof Rocket massively. Um, n- more to the point, Roof Rocket because he's just not a a 400 meter horse. He's he's going to go back and there's going to be no intent. He's not he's not going to win here. And Otago is underpriced. It's a bit of a high horse, but you you really like he did beat uh, so surreal and and um, what was the other colt horse called like Viv- Vivi something I don't know. Anyway, um vivier vivier i think the dad's a great bet i think he's more like a five dollar chance rather than a ten dollar one and if you get 350 king Colorado on the day that's probably a, a nice nice enough bet too oh and etabre is a really nice horse so probably end up having something on it too but it's going to go all the way back from the barrier it's probably not going to be a strongly run race but it
2: regardless i'll probably have something on it just small yeah, the race you're talking about is the Ethereal Stakes, one by manual. Yeah, my it. brain isn't working. Yeah. It's too early. <laughs> no. Nah. um, I'm. I hear all your points on Vedada. I can definitely end up coming there. Uh, I've had an all-in bet on Hey Fat Cat at twenty-six dollars. Um, I just knew. I just saw this price, and I just knew it would be overs. This horse was smashed in betting last weekend uh, in the Snow Patrol race. Started. $6 um, yeah. and missed the start. What is that? I think it. I reckon it was map-related and obviously coming at a, a, a decent, fast-run race. And he missed the start. He settled last. Um, hopefully, he settles much closer here with an aggressive rider and Froggy knew it. Hopefully, they take up the lead or can be right there, sort of OSL. And I just took it knowing it would start a lot shorter. Here on the backup, he's fourth up, meets a lot of these... Rock hard fit, whereas some of these are first up and you know resuming off Derby preparations, and he's just going to be the one here and now, high intent, trying to get into the Guineas. So I've had something on him. Um, I've ended up coming with King Colorado. He is probably the class horse in the race. He was awesome first up. Um, and I know, I know things might not work out for him here because he's drawn nine. He's going to go back. He's got to carry 59 and kilos, but I still think he can win the race. I thought $3.20 was fair enough, and you, you might even get better with Bot's horse for dad likely to get good support. So I think class will rise to the top, and he'll run very, very well, whether he picks them up or not. Um, I'm not sure, but he'll be hard to beat in, a, in an Australian guineas in a few weeks' time. So those are the three I'm circling my thoughts around. Um, we wish the boys good luck with Otago, but I just think this has come up a little bit too soon for him. In He looks extremely tight at $4.40 in the market. He's coming Who's up in Otago?
3: What do you uh, mean, boys? Who,
2: who's... Isn't Tyson Otago? No. He's not? Oh, he's no. just mates of all the Roll and Dice boys are yeah. Right. Well, he's in some of Oh, fuck him horse. then. <laughs> oh, don't worry about it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Tice had something small in a Targo. No. Nah. All right, don't worry about it then. Um, yeah, he's he's a nice horse, but this he looks a bit tight here, $4.40, yeah. um, and he's got to take a real leap up to this level. I reckon he's more like us. a $7 chance than a $4 chance. Yeah, well, looking at it, On paper, he beat Valois by a neck and Valois gave him weight in a benchmark 70 last start and he only just got over the top of him. I know he looks really good and he's obviously going to improve a stack, but couldn't have him and I couldn't have Riff Rocket at 1,400. So, Yeah, I think my dad has to be second favourite. Yep. All right, race eight is the Black Caviar Lightning Stakes. Group 1,000 metres down the Flemington Strait. Will, do you have any favourite... Black Caviar stakes memories, or Black Caviar memories in general.
3: Oh well, Black Caviar is just the best horse of all time. Like I, I remember watching Black Caviar as a what I would have, it would have been six, seven, eight when Black Caviar was racing. I, would, I was I went to the race. I, I remember watching her. It was a twenty third, her um, third Lightning stakes. So I was there that day, and mm. I was there on when she won on Cox Plate. That would have been the Scalacci, I think. Um, that was like her eighth start. I, I saw her a couple times. Um, yeah, I do remember. She was a very,
2: very fucking good horse. Mm. Wouldn't have been the star yet. I mean, it would have been William Reed or Manicard. No,
3: I think it was. I think it was the really? star. Yeah. You I don't know. Oh, maybe it wasn't, but I remember being on. Uh, I remember watching her at Caulfield, and it was a Group Two. I'm pretty
2: sure. But anyway. yeah, 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 Caulfield. Yeah, mm. one of my favorite memories of the Lightning Stakes, and this is a bit of a rogue one, was when Red Kirk Warrior hit that elite form in 2017, 2018. Mm. And I backed him in a few of those straight races and... Beat Merchant Navy. <clears throat> yeah. He was just on fire that mm. year. Um, I backed in her time in 2019. She was a little ripper. Um, but yeah, great memories in this race. Chitaco. Getting into an impossible position. Terrorista and, just coming from-
3: and um, uh, Japanese. Japanese. And man, another yeah. one was... Uh, lankin rupee when when he beat deep field the de- deep field was the new thing on the block it won by like eight lengths at every single start and then brazen bow as well and then mm-hmm. brazen bow won the new market out of that it was
2: 2015 yeah Rupi was picking griddles. up nature strip and spitting him out when he when nature strip was oh, still yeah. <laughs> hit and miss yeah uh ns won it and then home affairs do you R- mean shripa what was that g trash ripper yeah <laughs> 2.0 maybe you will yeah. be right maybe <laughs> you will end up being right about that but uh let's crack onto the race because we see this mayor by i'm invincible uh the dar- darling of Kiwi land of new zealand Imperatriz. what is she going for she's going for her i think her 18th win and might, might might be a ninth group one 18th a doll- win
3: is it i don't know seems a lot um
2: yeah, you're right, 18th win, shit. Yeah, and I think she's had eight, eight group ones. So yeah, she's an absolute ripper. She's eighty five favorite from Private Eye, $5. I Am Unstoppable, $7. Balanipatina, she was third in this race last year, is seven fifty in Cylinder, $10. Espiona, $16. Will, you're not one to get in the thick of poor trials or good trials, but... <laughs> That is where the starting point is. What do you make of Imperatriz's subpar trial a few weeks ago? Um, Well,
3: I don't really care. Um, I remember, I think Dean Watling said. So I saw him on Twitter saying, like, it's like it's like it's can it if if she wasn't two dollars, then I guess it wouldn't you wouldn't think about it. But she's two dollars, and like like if you're taking two dollars, you sort of got to think about it. But then at the same time, like here, like, and and I'm thinking about it. and I'm just like, I like, I don't really care. <laughs> but like, no, I, I completely and, and I get that. I get that point of view. Like, it completely makes sense. Like, if you if you want to take that, if you don't, you don't want to take that price because of and and it's in your mind. Like, you do I really want to have a massive bet on this thing after it's worked horribly? But and then again, like, I'm I'm just thinking. I don't know. Like, I just. Does, I, don't, I don't even know if it really matters. Like she's a, a instead of let's not look at the trial, look, let's look at the form she had like a hundred days ago and she won four on the bounce running enormous ratings in the market, had her running about 107, 108. Um, yeah, so I I, um, I I don't think she's, a I, I think I'll back her at 220. I think 220 is the price where I, I sort of think it's backable. I think I think there's a, it's very hot top heavy. Like I think dollar ninety seven is my price right now. So I think the the market is, yeah. Like I think I think the market is giving too much credit to the the three year olds and and also the the let's call them the rags like Balanipatina, Espiona, Rich Fortune, the astrologist. Those horses are all hundreds. Oh, ba- Balanipatina is not, but Espiona, Rich Fortune, they're all like two hundred to one. And the espion is $19, $19, like it's a, it's $119 with me. Um, Ballon de Patina is too short, it has to get out. Like it's, it's just not, like if Imperators and Eye run their races, it's just, you know, like it's it's not there. And Cylinder, I, I, there's a bit of, um, you have to make a bit of a jump for IO unstoppable. Like it, the, the three-year-olds are really bad. Um, <laughs> And, but but yeah he can improve like and i've heard like i heard the trainer saying that like he's she's never seen a horse improve like this and like yeah well sure but it had it'd, it'd like, it to like to beat imperatries so um i think at, the, at this point 550 is best price for private eye i think that's if, if it was going to be a strongly run race i think private i'd be run right off his feet but like we saw first up last prep, they'll go slow. They went they went slow there, and he and he ripped off a massive turn of foot. I think I think Private Eye five fifty is probably just a little bit big. I could I, you know I could probably I could probably back in to be honest, but um and yeah, and I don't I'm not I'm not against a pair of trees. It's just it's just that's just how it is. Like it, it, I think Private Eye has just got to be um a not not a not a a big bet, but like it's 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 probably too big five fifty.
2: I've got uh, Imperatrix going for a big result um, through the six days. So we've taken $4, Mr. Brightside, in the ore into Imperatrix $2.80. So we're sitting reasonably pretty there. We don't have to back her on the weekend. I'm pretty happy about that. Um, I'm happy to look past her trial. The camp say she is a mare who gets a bit hot and flustered on those hot days, and it was 40 degrees the day before. So that is definitely a factor. Um, Mark Walker came over to Australia very early. Uh, he came and watched her uh, have a spin around the valley on Monday, and he's pretty happy with how, how she is. So I'm happy to look past that trial. Um, without that trial, she might have even been a, a little bit shorter than what she is currently. You can sort of get $1.90, $1.95. Um, and if you look to her 2,000-meter runs last preparation, she picked them up and spat them out first up in the McEwan, like running these insane sectionals breaking 11 home um, breaking 22 home for her last 400 then she did it again in the moya she chased down as fura she started a dollar 65 and picked her up and spat her out after spotting her a few lengths on the turn like two enormous performances and if she produces that then she will be w- winning this race it is down the straight so it's a bit of a different dynamic and barrier 2 probably isn't the ideal draw on this slow tempo. She's going to have to make her own run up the She'll inside probably just lead though. That's the thing. There's, not, there's no speed here. I think Cylinder will lead and I think you'll yeah. fold. Yeah, because um, he's slow. So I'm hard against the three-year-olds. Putting a pen through them, Astrologist and Rich Fortune both can't win. Espiona has been trialing well, but she's not a 1,000-meter horse. She needs at least 12, 14. Um, so I'm left with imperaturs on top. Private Eye, I've had something small on. He can definitely win if the the tempo is soft and he can be close enough over 1,000 meters. Barrier 8 is perfect for him. He can be the swooper. And Balani Patina, I've also taken a bit of $9 for her as well as a, as a result. So she's just such an ultra, ultra consistent man. I know she doesn't win enough of these races, but she did beat Private Eye in the winner's stakes last year, uh, last preparation. Um, and... She was only beaten a half-length in this race last year by the likes of Cool and Gatter and I Wish I Win. So I'm happy with the, the, with the big three. Imperatriz, Private Eye, Balonipatina. Those are the only three I'll be taking in my quaddy.
3: Hmm. Can I ask you a question before we move on? Yep. Do you know why people people say that it's the Flemington Strait, so you have to run eleven hundred metres to, to win down the Flemington Strait? Do you know why people say that? Because that is, out of all the 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 things people say in racing that like makes absolutely no sense to me i reckon that's number one
2: yeah i i agree often the tempo is softer up the straight as well i don't i just don't understand
3: it like and you hear like people with like an idea like saying it like what do you like how wouldn't it be more like an 800 meter sprint because they go slower like because they're running in a straight line it's like running an extra 100 meters like that just, it just
2: doesn't make... It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make um, any sense to me. It but, makes sense forward. at Royal Ascot when it's like a hilly incline and they yeah, have well to that, that's work, work a bit harder. That's different when they say, you know, in the King's Stand you, you've got to run a strong 1,100 or, or 1,200 because it's a hilly 1,000 metres. But mm. Flemington's flat. And just to explain why the reason why they sit up a lot of the time is because no you don't need to find... Yeah, you don't need to find a position on the fence. So they're not hustle and bustle out of the gates down the straight a lot of the time. So
3: they just sort of sit up and find a formation. And yeah, but like yeah, I, that is number out of all like there's a lot of things that I like, I just don't understand that people say in racing. But that is number one. Like if you if you just like forget anything about racing, you just and you just sort of say like you just you hear that like from a non racing person perspective. And you hear someone say running in a straight line is running like an extra hundred meters, like it, it, like you know, like it just, it's just
0: weird.
2: Yeah, it's a no, weird I agree. Thing. I agree with that one. The two units put out a tweet during the week about the most overused sayings in racing. It's probably not directed at that, but that's probably could be a good one. Ooh, um, one of my, one of my favorites, or one of my least favorites, actually, the opposite, is when traders say the smart money has come for a certain horse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like shut and up. And then they'll <laughs> tell you some guys had fifty thousand on it. Like,
3: if you can have fifty thousand on it, he's obviously not a smart punter, because
2: <laughs> you would not be allowed to have fifty thousand. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, The smart punters have a thousand across ten different accounts, yeah. <laughs> and it's in cash. Yeah. All right, let's go to race nine. Enough venting. The alms handicap, fourteen hundred meter listed race. We see the uh, Jimmy Star. He's second up. He's a dollar fifty favourite from Kabling, eight dollars fifty, Crosshaven twelve dollars, Karini, fourteen, not an option seventeen, and Wellwall been uh, recently decently sorry, well backed into nineteen dollars. Jimmy Starr, does he just win?
3: Yeah, probably. He's yeah, he's a genuine A grader. Well. Wow. He's a good horse. The splits last time were mental. They didn't go that slow either, and the last four hundred meters was just completely ran all over them. If he yeah, he will win this and um maybe the gate sticky if they walk, but like he's got a good enough sprint to get himself out of trouble. Um yeah, nice horse he'll win this and um he's a dollar fifty five for a reason. If he yep. gets to a dollar eighty somehow I might end up betting to be honest. But, but Crosshaven's yeah. gotta be big, doesn't he? Like thirteen dollars like off last I start thought this mistakes, so well. yeah. But like those, at the same time, it's probably a donation, but like it's big.
2: Yeah, those are the two I've centered my thoughts around. Um, Jimmy Starr, most horses were winning in lane one and two. He sort of circled them to a certain extent. He wasn't that wide, but still, last start at Caulfield, it was a definite advantage to be on the rail with, the, with it out nine meters. And he circled the field. He won like a Group 1 horse, to be honest. Um, Punting form overall benchmark is 9.6 lengths above the all-average benchmark. That's good going for a horse, only having his... What was he having? His sixth start. He's won five races. He looks incredibly progressive. It's the perfect platform. Uh, Two weeks, and I'm really keen to see him at Flemington for the first time. I actually like him drawing out in 10 because he'll just sort of find his feet and be produced down the middle of the track. But I had a saver on Crosshaven. I agree. I, I think he's... Overs, I know, like we're saying Jimmy Starr is probably immoral, but Crosshaven, he was awesome last start in the Australia Stakes. Um, and he was pretty good the start prior in the Standish. He sort of came from well back uh, in the Australia Stakes and he closed to only be beaten by V V8 by a half length. Surely they go forward here from barrier one and you will be right there in the firing line. And if Jimmy Starr, for whatever reason, fails, I'd have him second pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Crosshaven was good last time. Yeah, he went off the boil for a few runs, I think, but his Been last off the two He since good. he was a 3 rod Yeah. All right, good let's also. wrap it up in the last. It is the York Trophy, 1,400-meter benchmark, 84. Punch Lane, can he win again? He's $2.60 favorite from Balair, $5. Um, who gets the blinkers off? Helix is $8.50, Meredith $10, Jenny Lala $11, and Hazel Bonneval, and Master Montaro for the same colors, $13 and $16 for Seymour Bloodstock. What do we think of this race?
3: I think the favorite is a bit short. Not massively short, but I think it's it's probably rock bottom price. It was sued. It had like the perfect run last time at Caulfield and it can run to another new, new level. Uh, but to be two seventy, you'd want to. Um, I want to back. Here's our Bonneville is going to go back from the wide gate, but I still think thirteen dollars is big. I also think seventeen dollars for Master Montaro is massive. Um, it's a nice source. One last time at Packham. Uh sorry, Sandown. Um, Nico's best value. Yeah, is it today?
2: Oh or no! Was it was like time? the last two starts? <laughs> yeah,
3: gonna be his best value again. Um. But yeah, I think it's um Marcontar is probably a bit big and Jenny is probably on the verge of being a bet too. Um it's a nice horse, it's got nice form lines, it's lightly raced. But yeah, I probably want to be against this this um like the, the, the new sort of form like punch lane, ballet, helix, they've all been running around for ages. Um to a lesser extent punch lane. But yeah, I think he's our Bonneville Master Monta- I think M- Master Monta- is a massive price at 17 dollars it won really well at um at sender and it, like it's got like it's a good hong kong horse so mm. like it, it's it's it had um like 350 days off but before this preparation it'll go forward here you would have thought and it's it's just running the dust uh, the, the rust off and um yeah it was massive last time
2: yeah i agree it looks massive at 16 17 dollars mm. Um, our good mate from Renew Valley, Geroid, he's boarding to Bullfinch with Rhys Goodwin. Uh, Ex Waller is now with Rhys Goodwin, so we give him a hurrah, and hopefully the horse can continue to improve up. It's in a positive trip.
3: trainer change.
2: Oh <laughs> uh, well. Mm. What do you think yeah, of these horse? Probably deserves any thoughts on, one? on Bullfinch. Yeah. He'll go to.
3: Oh, it's yeah. a nice horse. It used to be like a a really nice horse over two thousand, but um, he told me where it was going last night.
2: I don't know if they want to they um, want to go to the trigger Cup. Yeah,
3: he, he said a chuka Cup. That seems like a nice race for it. Yeah, but yeah, you'd want to see him for... do something here. But even if yeah. he doesn't, like he's probably still in contention. If he runs like a a nice eighth here, he's probably still in contention for a Chugger Cup. Yep. Yeah.
2: Oh, beautiful anything around the ground spot
3: um well there was just one at mooney valley but i probably couldn't back it now but um I, I i haven't backed it yet but if if you get on the day like if if Lindbergh gets out to two thirty or so That's race one yeah race one at mooney valley it's a dollar yeah probably not it's been a big firm already it's dollar 80 now but um yeah maybe maybe i Maybe I'll leave that one. But if it gets out to 2.30, it's a justifier to um, Loving Gabby's mum. Or is it Sunline's mum? I think it's Loving Gabby's mum. Yep. Anyway, um, it's a nice horse that'll probably win. But oh, I yeah. don't want to take it at early five.
2: I've got a few at ranwick Rail out four. That's what I was getting confused with at the start of the podcast. their Rail's out four. Phonington's true. Um, the first comes up in race one. We don't have to wait too long. 12.30. Race one, number two, Switzerland. Um... This is a Coolmore son of Snitzel, obviously, who I think will start second favorite in the Golden Slipper behind Stormboy. I don't think anything is taking favoritism off Stormboy, but this horse was really, really good first up. Sort of ran his last 600 and nearly eight lengths above the all-average benchmark, which is extremely good going on punting form for a two-year-old. That was over 1,000 meters. He now gets to 1,100 meters, gets... Um, James McDonald on from Kieran McAvoy and Shangri La Express will lead this and he will get complete control. But I still have a little knock on if Shangri La Express is a bit of a squib. I know, yeah. like, he's a good horse, mm. but as they go out to 1200 meters, I do have just a little bit of a knock on he might have just beaten up on absolutely nothing last prep. Um, that golden give form. I think is Pox, and I think Switzerland could be a proper horse. So I think the market's got it right. Switzerland is favourite, but I think I could mark him even shorter. I think you couldn't, you couldn't up.
3: have him like like way way bigger, like a, of an edge. Like you couldn't, you couldn't have him like m- way more likely than what Shangela Express is. Like they they're they're not there's not like a huge amount of between them. But you have to, I think you have to have Switzerland on top, especially with the splits you yep. ran last time. Pretty keen there. Yeah.
2: Race five round with yeah. Bot did you have any thoughts around Buenos Noches versus King of Sparta? I'm finding it a little bit difficult to squid him.
3: Um Well, I mean if, if Buenos Noches runs the rating he did last time if he wins by hundred lengths, but like that's just one rating and he, he's first up here. So having said that he, last time first up he did run a, a big rating and it was all splits. And mm. um, yeah, like he, he yeah, he, he deserves to be a favorite here, but um, King Sparta's short. Isn't he? I probably would. I, I'd imagine King Sparta's probably a little bit short. Yeah, I get. I guess it's because yeah, he's up and running,
2: but yeah, Buenos would have to be short favorite. I could, I could potentially end up counting with Buenos Nachos, but I just think. He's going to get back. He's probably going to spot him a fair head start only first up. So I just don't know if I want to steam into the even money. I missed the $2, sort of of $2.40, which was being shopped earlier in the week. So I might let that race go around. Um, My best bet comes up in race seven. You've had to wait all podcasts for it, but this is a moral. The group Two Apollo stakes, 1,400 meters, race seven, number eight, fangirl. Um, She'll just obliterate these. She's got to beat. Buckaroo, who is somehow $6.50, like you can put a zero on that, first up at 1,400 metres. Militarise will probably be behind her in the run, drawn four, and this is just not the grand final. Chris Waller, no intent for that horse, wants it to win probably a a round with guineas. Um, And then you've got Think It Over, who he's probably a little bit big, um, but his trials have only been so-so, I thought, and he's getting a little bit long in the two. So, think it over in Cascadian. They are getting a little bit on. Cascadian's going to go back from barrier nine. Um, will probably be a clear last in the run and has Zach Lloyd on. So, against him as well, I just think Fangirl is just too good for these. Her first up, 1,400-meter form. She's bumped into Animo a few times and ran really well. Been given a sore back from Kieran McAvoy a few times, sort of zigzagging through the field. The key to her is James McDonald. Barrier seven is perfect. And the male is that the fence will be off uh, at Randwick there on Saturday. And I think she'll just come charging down the middle. She'll win easily. Um, she won the Wink Stakes first up last prep. And this looks an even better setup for her, to be honest. On a dry track, fence off, 1,400 metres, Randwick. I think she is – well, you said it, Bot. You reckon she's the best miler in Australia?
3: Well, I think, Yeah, I think she's the best horse. Yeah, I think, she, I think she, she's the best
2: mile 2,000-meter horse in Australia, yeah. Yeah, so I've had a really good bet at $2.50. I would mark her closer to even money, $1.90. Yeah. They'll go back. Like, she should be a 10-time Group one winner, but she's trained by someone who doesn't like winning races, so. (laughs) Well, it probably doesn't help as well. When she was coming up against Animo, she was being ridden by Karen uh, Karen McAvoy when he wasn't in great form either.
3: Yeah, true, but
2: yeah. She, she's just as good as animo i think
0: mm.
3: there you go High people praise, might but... not like that but i think she's like she, the rating she ran in the king charles i think i think she she she'll do that multiple
2: times his preparation i think yeah which is very exciting she just needs mm. to be able to take up a early position um hopefully she draws in in some of those grand finals so yeah. and, and she should
3: have she should have done those that rating in the cox plate she should have done it in the in this in this champions or the miles champion mile whatever it's called um yeah she was very but in the console. market absolutely smashed her to do it too
2: yep um the only other one is across the dutch we go over to the avondale guineas ellersley race six number 15 it's the group two over 2100 meters orchestral um a dollar 80 could be stealing money here um one like a good horse Last start in the three-year-old Cracker Millions, that was over in the mile. James McDonald one by three and a half lengths, doing handstands. Um, is by Savarbil, so looking for this distance range now and draws perfectly. Barry Six, obviously James McDonald. We lose him. Craig Grills jumps on, but she should just smack these. Um, and here's a future tip for you: she will start favourite in the Vinery Stakes. Um, she'll come Ooh. over to to our. Uh, Sydney this uh, autumn, and she'll be very hard to beat in that over 2,000 metres for the three year old fillies. She's already come in a, a fair bit, but if you can get each way odds, um, I think she's very, very good. And the only danger to her was probably Zardozi if it goes that way. Yeah, probably will. All right. Yeah. I think that's it. That all? Um, no Hong Kong this week. Hong Kong, they've been racing Monday and Thursday, so mm-hmm. I might have to check up on that, but I don't believe there is on Saturday or Sunday. That'll be on Bot, the sixth day. Yeah, it hundred percent will be. <laughs> Bot back lay and pray. Uh oh, J Mac um, Nico's dad gave us an absolute bar for not doing it last week, which is fair enough. I don't know how I keep forgetting. <laughs> I've literally got it written down on the run sheet, but give us a best, a best each way and a best lay if you can.
3: Uh Verdad Verdad and um, my lay will be... Uh, who can I lay? I don't know if I want to lay a, a Ramco. I just don't think it should be favorite. Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'll say a Ramco because it's $2.10. It probably should be like 3 bucks. Yep. But um, yeah, I also like... Yeah, I like all of them. I I think Who Dares and in Wish and Wishful Lass are also nice bets.
2: But um, yep. I really like Verdad. Alright, oh, sweet. Um my best bet is Fangirl. $2.50 I've smashed it. Um I think she just wins. Jimmy Star, I've taken a dollar seventy five him. He probably should just be winning as well. But in terms of a uh a profit on turnover, um fangirl is the biggest overlay, I think. I think she should be shorter than what she currently is. Um, My best each way is Donegal, race six, Flemington, the seven. Um, We have taken each way odds, so we've taken $4.60 of the place all in. Very happy with that. And my lay will be race one, Randwick, uh, Shangri-La Express. I think he's a nice horse, but I think Switzerland beats him on the weekend. Hmm. All right, let me load up these questions. All right. Let's go. Olivia Cold says, what's your favorite pastry? Lemon curd, Croffins. They're pretty elite. Um, Hamish McRae, what is a backable price to back and a layable price to to lay in Peritres?
3: Um- a dollar, a dollar sixty, I guess, but and I'll probably
2: back her at two twenty. Yeah, right. Um, I'm not big on this. Like, if it gets to a certain price, you lay it, and if it gets to a, a certain price, you back it. I feel like if you like a horse, you back it, and if it gets to a, a certain amount of shortness, I don't think you just lay it just for the sake of it being short, but maybe really? you can let it let it go around. I mean, if she starts a dollar fifty, she's there to win. She she runs her rating and wins. So like, yeah.
3: I don't know. I, I I wouldn't lay her if she if she's off the map. I wouldn't lay her. Like, yeah. I'd I'd probably rather lay her if she if she's out to like three fifty. To be honest, like, I'd rather lay her at three fifty than a dollar fifty because she's out to three fifty. Something's wrong.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't lay a horse if I think it's going to win unless it's like poison odds. Unless it's like a dollar thirty, and I can risk a couple hundred dollars. I can risk like a hundred dollars to win three hundred sort of thing. Mm. Max Mini, ever been to the English countryside? Question mark. Don't know what that means. (laughs) Is this directed at you, Will? And any future plans to visit at Ben? No. 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 I've only just got what that question means, but... (laughs)
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> okay. I thought
2: this. I thought this was directed at you for a sec, Will. No, I'm like no, what? Comple- completely threw me. <laughs> Ryan Deeth, bot. What's the ceiling of Knockbar? Well, it'll win the hundred
3: eighty-eight meter race on Friday night.
2: No, yeah, I don't know. Bot, how many Group Ones will Knockbar win in her career? Does eight
3: hundred meter one count? Is that a Group One? It's close enough.
2: No. Deefee, <laughs> <laughs> I'm cutting him at two questions. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lucas Wilco, most underrated trainer in the country at the moment?
0: Um,
3: oh, I think. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, there's a couple that do a really good job. Jerome Hunter does a really good job. Um Simon Wilde does a really good job. Um yeah. Uh can't think of any of the top of my head.
2: Gav. Gav underage. Oh, yeah, Gav Benjamin Benjamin. Benjamin
3: too. Yeah. Yeah. He's done a lot with some
2: like with not so much. Yeah, 100 percent Ryan Death, I'll ask this one because this was a question from someone else. It's not really a question, but it's a statement. Ben, where is your apology to start to subs for Stepati? I do from? apologize from Daisy, but <laughs> <laughs> I think someone else messaged me and they said, um, question for the podcast is the oh, all in didn't. bet. Um, is the all in bet Ben had on step party, the worst bet ever. <laughs> and you know what? It's the worst bet ever in hindsight, because we've lost with money without it actually going around. But I genuinely think I would have been backing it in that race. It would have been, it just would have been perfect setup for a He's like offer, forgive, we got $5.50. Some people might have got $6. I think I would have marked him closer to $3.50, $4. And I think he would have been hard to beat. I think he would have bounced back. And uh, on their overall SP profile, to this stage, you would say, is a better horse in King Colorado. Yeah. So that's that was just my thought process. But I do apologize to subs. Um, we don't get too many wrong, all in. But this is one we unfortunately lose the money for because their party's going to miss Stu, who's more attractive me ben max or leo definitely you Stu. actually not leo leo's got us all covered 100 percent uh what did you all get your partners for valentine's day bot um i don't believe in valentine's day oh no
3: i
0: don't know
2: um i don't know we went out for dinner <laughs> I got some great presents. Um, I won't go through them all, but yeah. <laughs> they were nice. How many times um, did issue specials... <laughs> I'm not even going to ask that. Thrill Kill wins the Kangaroo Island Cup, says Stu. So there's one to put in the black book. <laughs> His essay um, mail has been all right lately. So Thrill Kill. I don't know what price it is, mm. but apparently even money was... Uh, a max bet in the words of the great man. Um, let me just check Twitter. Twitter, Brett Norton. What did you blokes... This is a great way to finish podcast. What did you blokes say to me? A sellout. That was because when we wanted to get Brett on the podcast, he was attending a bet fair party and we roasted him on the podcast, calling him <laughs> a sellout for not coming on our podcast. And in, instead... Going to a bet fair party. So that's exactly what we did last night. We've missed Nico a bit tonight, and uh, my voice has certainly missed him because I has not got much of a break and I'm a little bit average this struggling. morning. So are you, bot. So yeah. anyway, thank you, bot. Uh, so, hopefully, we have some winners on Saturday. Hope so. Hope so too. What's next week? Um, Blue Diamond Day. Blue Diamond? Mm. Huge. Huge. Mm. So we go blue diamond Jules futurity stakes and the Oakley plate next week, and then we go straight into the Australian guineas the week after, at Flemington. So it's really heating up now. The racing is here. The good horses are back. Hopefully we can smash the winners. I'll see you there at Flemington tomorrow. Cheers guys. Woo!